0: get it to you. If you would open your Westover app, uh, we have our notes and Scripture there, or if you have your Bible, I invite you to join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to talk today on the subject of generosity, experiencing God's blessings through giving. An extraordinary church is a generous church. And I pray that Westover will be an extraordinary church. And to do that, we need to be a generous church. Who we are and what we have is a gift to be shared. Do you know that when babies are born, infants, they're born with their their fists closed, their hands are closed. They will just intuitively close their hands. And it's almost a metaphor in life. We have to teach our children to open up their hands. And that's what God is doing. By nature, we're selfish. By nature, we focus on us. By nature, we think about ourselves. And God is forever teaching us to be generous and to share with others. God led the way. For God so loved the world, He was generous in sending and giving His only begotten Son. And to be able to to demonstrate the character of God, we need to be generous. Generosity is a conversion of the heart. It takes our focus off of us unto the heart of God. For see, generosity is a call to God's heart. I want to talk about generosity today. And I want to celebrate areas west over you have been generous in 2017 and what your generosity has resulted in and how it's impacted lives, hearts, and even people around the world. With that in mind, join me in the New Testament 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6, 7, and 8. Three verses we're going to read together. Verse number 6 starts off, says, remember. Hold on, wait a minute. Well, how are they to remember? How, How are they to remember something? Where do they get this information from? The Old Testament. And he's about to talk to us about giving. If anyone ever tells you that giving in the Old Testament does not apply to believers in the New Testament. You have to cut this verse out of your Bible because in teaching us about generosity, here the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write, Remember! He's taking them back to the Old Testament. In fact, he will quote the Old Testament. He said, remember this, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows generously will also reap generously. Generously. Each one of you should give what he has decided, what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse number 7 teaches us this. God blesses the generous. Verse number 7 teaches us God loves the cheerful giver. God blesses the generous giver. God loves the cheerful giver. Now we're going to go to verse number 8, and as we read it, I just want to highlight something for you. The New Testament is written in the original language Greek. Our Bible here is printed in English. But in the original language, the Greek language, in this verse, there are five times the word all occurs in the Greek language. Now in the English Bible, it's only translated all three times. But in the original Greek, the original language, there's actually five alls in this verse and i will highlight them to you verse number eight and god is able to bless you abundantly that's number one it's all of god's grace it it, it, in the original it, it actually says and it speaks about all of god's grace or all of god's blessings that's the first all let's continue so that in number two all things number three at all times Number four, having all you need. Number five, you will bound to every or all good works. Five times in one verse, the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to say, God has five alls, all of His grace, at all things, all times, having all you need unto all good works. I don't know about you, I want all of my alls. Do you want God's blessings sometime? No. Do you want God's blessings in a few areas? No, I want all things. Do, Do you want a few good things to work out good in your life? No, I want all things to work out good. God has five alls for us, and how we get there is give generously and give cheerfully. I want all my alls. The niece and I one time had our granddaughter Alexis with us and we were driving down the road and she says pull in there to McDonald's and let's get our granddaughter a hamburger. So we pulled into the drive up and here I pulled up to the machine, rolled down the window, you know, you have to talk to the person. I don't know about you, I'd rather really talk to a person than a machine. I'm just not a a machine person talk to but you have to talk to to the machine and Denise is telling me how my granddaughter wants her hamburger she says order her a hamburger with nothing on it so I tell the machine I said I want a hamburger with nothing on it she tells me how much it is I go to one window and I pay it and then I drive up to the under other window and I and they give me the sack, and I hand it to Denise. I pull out. We're driving down the road. Denise is taking the hamburger out of the sack. She's unwrapping it. She's telling my granddaughter, of course, don't spill. Don't get it all over yourself, etc." And then all of a sudden, I heard Denise say, oh, no. I said, what's wrong? And, and sure enough, we ordered a hamburger with nothing on it, and it came with nothing on it, not even meat on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Somewhere in that kitchen, there is a, There's a high school student. There's a high school student there. I'm getting it, okay? And he heard with nothing on it, and he followed it verbatim. They gave us two buns, no ketchup, no pickle, no onion, no meat. We got two buns. We got a hamburger with literally nothing on it. I could say some of us, you're not getting God's hamburger patty. You get a few blessings, but it's missing something. In fact, you're saying right now, I'm missing something. Why is it when I pray, I don't get all of God's? It doesn't happen all the time. God, not every good thing happens to me. You're not getting all your alls. I want all my alls. I want everything God has for me. How do I get it? Give generously and give cheerfully. That's what God is teaching. It was my mother that taught me to give generously. I learned that from my mom. My mom taught me to give generously. My mom taught me that if you don't give till it's hurt, till it hurts, you're not really giving. You know what I mean? Give till it hurts. Some of us, you know, you're in a work situation. You ever had to give until it hurts? There's a work team there, and co-workers and some won't do it and some have a bad attitude and it's difficult here and there's personalities and conflict and you're giving in to them and you're going the second mile and you're making you're just making that office environment you're giving till it hurts in a marriage same thing sometimes in a marriage you will give till it hurts you will give in till it hurts there's a giving into it to make it work sometimes you've got to give till it hurts and the same thing with god my mother told me giving to the lord don't give god leftovers give till it hurts give until you say well if i give any more then i won't have for me and if i give any more then i'm gonna have to do without give it give till it hurts because mom taught me that's where blessing is found my mother taught me before you raise your standard of living raise your standard of giving God never gets the leftovers. Raise your standard of giving before you raise your standard of living. Mom just taught, you know, if if there was a discount, something was 25% off, then the 25% you say, you're to give that to the Lord. God blessed you because God knows there's a need that you need to meet. Got an income tax refund. Oh, got $200 more than I thought I'd get. And Mom's philosophy was then there's a $200 blessing God has for you to give to some of theirs. Mom just put that in my spirit. Mom was a giving person and, and she, w- she was just that way. And I, I learned that from my mother. For you see, generosity, it will create new hashtags in your life. Some of us need some new hashtags. Hashtag, God is good. Hashtag, God is faithful. Hashtag, my cup runneth over. You're ready for some new hashtags. How you find it, how you get it is you've got to be generous. For you see, God blesses the generous and God loves those who give cheerfully. For a few minutes... I would like to share with you in ways Westover, you have been generous last year, 2017. What we were able to do. I'm going to give you a ministry report for just a few minutes if you'll allow me. What we were able to do. First off, let me tell you in 2017 we had record of that is they filled out a guest card went to our connection center that tells me there were several hundred beyond that that never filled out the guest card you know not every guest fills out a guest card and goes to the connection center but we have record of 1120 people that filled out a guest card and came into our doors last year wow that's great and here's what I here's what I want to tell you you're a part of Westover you you come to this church. This is your church home. You don't have to have a greeter badge on. Or a red t-shirt, a welcome from the welcome team. If you're part of Westover, can I tell you I I'm gonna deputize you. You're part of our greeting team. Whether walking in the parking lot, walking down the hallway, walking out the aisle, I want you to smile and greet people. I want you to baptize our campus with friendliness. For you see, people come in. Let me explain it to you if I could put it in the form of emojis. People come in, people come in with a frown on. Why? Life has stepped on them. They come, I mean, problems at work, problems at home, uh, problems with the boss, not feeling good. Things are going, they come in with a frown. We want them to leave with a smile, but we want them to become God's best. We want them to have a making great life. And if if they will come with their frown, leave with a smile, you know what they're going to say? I'm going to go back next week. And then the curiosity begins to turn inside of them, and then one of these moments, they step into an altar. God encounters them, and God transforms their heart. Let me talk about our worship services. You're in the 11 o'clock service. We have nine o'clock service. Last night we had our Saturday service. If you like uh, uh, a smaller, more intimate setting and a service, come to Saturday night. Wow, we have great time. And all three of our weekend services are the same, same message. Uh, uh, same ugly pastor, this is the same, and uh, I'm in all of the services, okay? Uh, and, we, and we just minister and share. But let me tell you about another opportunity. That's Wednesday night, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. to 8, 15, hour and 15 minute. We have service. We have ministry for kids, student ministry, adult ministry. I preach in here one uh, Wednesday night a month. And In other words, come out Wednesday and you get a double dose i mean you get a double dose i mean i mean when you go for ice cream you want two scoops don't you i don't know about you i want two scoops you can get a double blessing your kids can get a double exposure to god they can get twice as much ministry if you just bring them out on wednesday evening because we're able to impact their lives let me talk about the altars one of the part that's a part of westover culture is altar service you saw it today If you come here on any kind of regular basis, you will see we give altar moments for God to work in hearts. We invite the prayer team down. And it's always appropriate, balcony, there's always in the aisle somebody to pray with you, always in the front somebody to pray with you. And I call the altar God's operating room right here. This is where He changes and fixes things in our life. This is where God gets kind of un- under the hood in our life, And He changes and moves things around and helps us deal with things. God wants to do that. At the end of the service, we give altar uh, moments. Let me tell you what occurred last year. That we have record that somebody came forward, signed a card, signed a card, and said, I- I'm going to follow Jesus. 947 people last year came forward declared their faith in jesus said "I, i i i i'm gonna serve jesus i'm gonna i'm gonna do life god's way 85 people rededicated their life to the lord what does that mean that means they maybe they had backslid got away from god drifted from god got disconnected got distracted in life but for some reason they went back and said i'm gonna renew my commitment of faith to jesus christ to follow him 296 people we're baptized in water. Two hundred and ninety-six people follow the Lord in water baptism. If you've never been baptized in water, Jesus told us to to express our faith to Him through water baptism. Every first Wednesday, every first Wednesday, we baptize in water. I'd like to baptize so many people the aquifer would go down ten feet just the water we use. Can I tell you? I, I, we want to see people just take that step faith and follow the lord 383 people joined the church through membership you say i'm interested then go to our next step class because in it there's a membership moment in our services last year in our in our child dedication service we have four year we we had parents stand in the altar and 148 children were presented to the lord to be dedicated to Jesus for parents to say, I'm going I'm to raise my kids in church. I'm going to serve God. In our home, it's going to be a godly house. In our house, we're, we're going to honor God's Word. In our house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to be Christian parents. We're going to be godly parents. And that occurred last year. Let me tell you, if I can, a little bit about kids' ministry. At Westover, uh, unapologetically, we love kids. We believe that children ought to be ministered to on age-appropriate levels. Hear me, parents, on age-appropriate levels. Your 8-year-old your does not go to Northwest Vista to college. And Northwest Vista people don't go to Raba Elementary. Why? Everything is age-appropriate. Your children need ministry on age-appropriate level age-appropriate level. Kids need to be in kids ministry and adults need to be in adult ministry. Students need to be in student ministry. We want to minister to people on age-appropriate level. And at Westover, we believe in kids ministry. We want to see God work in your children's life. And unapologetically, I will tell you, we budget, we budget from birth to high school, birth to high school, all the kids in from nursery to preschool, elementary, middle school, and high school, we budget to spend $1,200 per child per year. That is to say, a family with three children, we have budgeted $3,600 in our church budget to minister to your kids this year. We spend more than the average church, but we don't spend enough. Your kids are worth more. Why? Because last year, the alcohol industry spent 2B with B billion, two billion, two billion dollars in advertisement to make your kids regular customers of their product on the internet, billboards, magazine, TV, telling your kids if they will follow a life of alcohol party spirit. They will be popular. Everybody will like them. They will, they will have the prettiest girls hanging around them and girls will have the tall, dark, and handsome hanging around them that life will be wonderful. Life is just a great celebration and convincing them and many people are buying into that deception. My brother bought into it. And has lived a life of misery as a product of that. Ended with a divorce. Four kids grew up in a broken home. He had a prison stint because of some of his escapades. And his oldest son is in prison today. He bought into that. Can I tell you, the alcohol industry is trying to drag your kids to hell, and we need to spend resources to get your kids into heaven. It costs in order to have ministry, and your kids are worth it. That's why I say bring them Wednesday night. That's why I say we need age-appropriate ministry. Kids don't need to play with electronic devices in church. They need to be in kids' ministry. Can I get an amen in that? Amen. Amen. Your kids need to have an experience with God. That's why we do Kids Camp. Kids Camp is for your kids to get away and kind of unplug for a few days and we just take our team and we, we just invest in them in a significant way. Student ministry camps. Student, This year we're going to do a, a student conference instead of camps. Why? Because we were doing one camp And then it wasn't big enough, and we were doing two camps, and they were talking about having to do even more camps. So we have decided to move to a conference. We want your students to go to the conference. And can I say, moms and dads, students don't need to make that decision. Moms and dads need to make that decision. Moms and dads, we make the decision. I I just grew up in a home where, where teenagers didn't make the decisions in the house. Oh, mom, we're not going to do this. Oh, mom, we're, gonna, we're not going to. We're, we're, we're. Parents today look at kids and say, what do you want to do? Pa- kids are making the decisions in the house. Parents, we are the spiritual leaders of the home. Make the spiritual decision and insist. They say, I don't want to go. Then just say, then that cell phone, I own it, bring it back. That TV, remote control, I own it, bring it back. Go ahead, all that electronic equipment in there, I own it, bring it back. Now do you want to renegotiate about this thought about going to the conference this year? Can I tell you, parents, be a leader for the spiritual development of your children. Let me talk about a women's conference last year. Over 1,200 ladies came. Many of you were there. Many of you were there. Why do we do a, a student conference, men's conference, women's conference? Because we believe, we believe it's, it's significant and powerful to take time aside and let God speak and invade your life. To break the routine for just a couple days and hear God and have, have lady speakers speak into the hearts of ladies and the issues and the struggles and, and the, the insecurities and the stresses they deal with. Men... To speak into their lives students to speak into their life over 200 single moms came to our single moms dinner that we host once a year we don't charge them that for anything in fact we cover the cost and we give them a gift and we do this at at, at mother's day why do we do a single mom's event because i know come the monday after mother's day All the mothers in the workplace say, what did your husband do for you for Mother's Day? What did your kids do for you for Mother's Day? What happens in the single mom? The single mom goes, and they don't have a story. Because if they get get a Mother's Day card, they had to pay for it. And they had to give their kids money for the kids to buy them a Mother's Day gift. Single moms go to work Monday after Mother's Day and they hear all the stories, and they don't have a story. And we determined, Denise and I, at Westover, single moms are going to have a story that Monday. Here's their story. Here's their story. My church, my church put on a banquet for me. It didn't cost me anything. They brought in a speaker. Last year they had a comedian come in. I laughed. I had a a wonderful time. They gave me gifts. The men from the church came out and served us and took care of us. I didn't have to touch. I didn't have to clean anything up. I just went and received. They gave me a gift. They even covered and paid for the babysitting so I could go. That's what my church did for me. So single moms have a story. The mother, the day after Mother's Day. Church, you paid for that generosity you blessed single moms that's why we do it let me talk about our men's conference last year we had 871 men come and this year it's going to be in february fellas i'm asking you to join us for our stand strong men's conference pastor choco de jesus is going to be the the friday night speaker saturday morning antonio daniels and myself will be speaking we're actually adding a saturday morning moment we provide breakfast we're going to have a great time guys just want to speak into your heart just want to encourage you want, want, want to build you up want, want, want to tell you guys you can do it want to just want to affirm you in, in being a spiritual leader in the home that's what we want to do let me tell you what we did in missions last year missions and outreach because of your generosity. Westover Hills has literally touched the world. We've touched continents around the world. Countries have gone in the most, the most poverty stricken areas of the world and we're making a difference. Your generosity, we gave $533,580 to missions last year we include sports ministry this doesn't include the building program we have at the sports complex this is just resources from our budget we spent in ministering to people in sports and camps and and clinics and etc we spent ninety four thousand three hundred and seventy dollars on this church in missions and outreach we spent six hundred and twenty seven thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars to just go and tell the world As Jesus said in the Great Commission, go into all the world. Reach out to people. Share God's love. Impact them. You see, a church is not healthy if it spends all of its money on itself. It's not all about how we feel. It's not all about doing for us. It's about preaching the gospel and sharing Jesus with people around the world. Our one-day offering, many of you participated in it last year in November. We took a one day, a one day we took one offering. We do it every year. We'll do it in November of this year, our one day offering. Because of that, today and every day in 2018, there are 1,308 children that are being fed every day in third world countries. This is countries, they, they, they don't have a food bank. This is countries, they, they, don't, have a, they, they don't have a welfare system. That, that country, often the government is broken and they have no infrastructure to help. These are the forgotten and left out kids of life. And because of your one day, every day this year, 1,308 children around the world are being fed, are going to have healthy meals. They're not going to grow up with diseases because of malnutrition. They're going to have a different life. And you're going to go to heaven one of these days, and there's going to be somebody that says, thank you. And you're going to say, I don't know you. And the master, Jesus, is going to say, yes, you do. You fed them. You made a difference. And they stand here in heaven because you chose. You were generous. Denise and I just came back from Africa, Kenya, Africa. I want to tell you about what we've done there let me just set the background a few years ago we went to kenya africa denise and i with a team of people from this church we were in nairobi africa in a little section of nairobi called a Sokimao. there's no there are no public schools in Sokimau. and there was a church in Sokimau meeting in a in a tent they worship in a tent they don't have a beautiful building like we have but they love jesus <laughs> these folks love jesus and the pastor told me they're using all of their land up. He said there's a half acre property next to the church and it cost 8 million shillings and that's about $80,000 in U.S. dollars. He said, we've raised half of it, but we don't have the money for it. I said, we're going to pay the other half. You buy that lot and we're going to build a school for you. For you see, just about a mile down the road, about a mile down the road, living in a field under tarps and cardboard is a slum area. And these children, their moms there and their kids there. And I want to be very discreet on how I describe this, but let me just tell you the reality. There are no men in, that, in those homes. Why? Because nearby is where all the truckers come in, where they unload equipment. And these mothers, because of the severe poverty, the only way they make a living, they're forced into prostitution. And these are the children... These are the children that that don't even know their fathers. And the pastor of the church, Pastor Paul, said we want to reach out to them. If we could give these kids an education, if we could take care of these kids, they could have a different life. They wouldn't end up there. Their life would be different. So we helped them buy a piece of property and build a building. The picture behind me are some of the children right there. And I want you to know, Westover, the school building behind me the playground there, you bought and paid for on the property and the lot that you bought and paid for. This building behind me, this beautiful school, and over here is the classroom. You built that. You paid for it. It's beautiful. You, it is so pretty. You would want your kids to go to that school. It is the nicest school building. We worked with One Child Matters, Denise, isn't it? It's the nicest building they have ever built. We have seen several of them. We've helped them build several of them. But this was the one you paid for, your generosity. And now down the road, these little kids and the ones you saw in the picture in the red church and the red little skirts, those are kids from the slum area. They go to this school and they go to this church. And Denise and I sponsor a little boy there. There's a little boy through One Child Matters. We have two daughters, but we have, we have a son in Kenya. He doesn't speak English We were there. We preached the Sunday morning service. We did the dedication. It was a wonderful celebration. Our team got back on the bus and we were needing to go to the airport, but our son was in church that morning. Our little boy that we sponsor, we have his picture on our refrigerator. We stepped into a side room for just a moment, and Denise had some gifts and they were interpreting to him. His mother was there, and Denise took out a red t shirt and gave him. The mother smiled, he wasn't impressed. Denise took out some blue jeans to hand to him. Mother smiled. He wasn't impressed. She took out a blue T-shirt and handed him. He wasn't impressed. The mother smiled. Denise brought some toys. He was impressed. Now his face lit up. And we gave him some gifts. And right before we left, I threw the interpreter said, Can I pray for him? And I've got a picture of it in my phone. I knelt down right there with that little boy. His head was next to mine. And I had the privilege of praying over that little boy who doesn't know his father. But I want him to know there's a heavenly Father that cares for him, and he's not a mistake, and he is not he is not cursed. He's not a scar. He's not a mistake. God has destiny and purpose for him. And I prayed, and I held my hand on his head, and I prayed for that little boy. Oh God, keep him. I wanna see that little boy in heaven. And then we got on our, the bus and we went to the airport and we had to go to another place. But Westover, because of your generosity, you paid for that school and I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you for what you've done for the children of Nairobi. Next, let me share with you real briefly before we transition, our sports ministry. We're right now developing our sports complex down below. You see the fenced area. We have brought in soil. We're clearing it away for soccer and flag football fields. We, we've done sports ministry here, but honestly, in the past, it was more for fellowship and fun activity. Have a gym, have a softball field. But God began to stir on my heart several years ago. What if you turned sports into a ministry You go see these soccer games and parents and kids all over. And I begin to dream, could we take something they want? They're not interested in church right now. They're not interested in those families, those kids, those students, those teenagers. They're not interested in God right now, perhaps. But if we could take sports and offer it to them. Offer them something they're interested in. So we can introduce to them the most important person in the world and that's jesus and we have made a commitment it was it's a significant financial investment i i sometimes have to look at some of the expenses and, and i'll be honest with you at times my knees buckle we're spending eight hundred thousand dollars right now in the soccer fields and the flag football fields it's going to be first class it's expensive but you know what we give till it hurts as a church, if we're going to be an extraordinary church, we're going to give to the, we're going to give to God till it hurts. And that ministry is going to touch thousands. It's going to reach so many people. Their hearts are going to be touched. They're going to drive on our parking lot, park, go down there and play ball. But one of these days, they're going to walk into this room, and they're going to meet the God of love and have a making new experience in their heart. And God's going to change them. You see, God blesses the generous and He loves those who give cheerfully. And as I bring this message to to a conclusion, I have three things, three invitations. Can I put it this way? I have have an ask. I want to ask something of you. Can I? Three things. Three things to ask of you. Number one. I ask that you connect to a life group. For you see, if you're in a life group, we know you're growing. And we know that you're being ministered to and you're ministering to others. And I have people in the church You say, you know, Pastor, I've known the Lord all my life. I have lots of cousins, lots of family, grew up in San Antonio. I'm not needing to meet friends, but somebody needs you. And I have a lot of my Westover families that you've been with me for a long time. But others need you. You see, I see the growth. I see the stability of God in your life. And you could could be a force to bless others. Denise and I have a life group. Why? It gives us the opportunity to to create new friends and minister to others. I'm asking you to become either a life group leader or lead a life or, or join a life group. Number two, and ask, volunteer. Volunteer. If this is your church home, if, this, if Westover is your church, would you help us? I need 75 people right now to help us in our welcome team. To just create fellowship and friendliness at their entranceways and hallways. We have four main entrances to this building. In every service, we've got to make sure that there's a welcome moment. In the last several weeks, I've been serving as a, as a greeter at the at the uh, west, the, excuse me, the south entrance, for for some time now. Why? Because we need greeters there. So I come. I was there this morning, eight ten to eight forty. I was serving there, and then somebody finally relieved me. I need seventy five people to help us. I need twenty people to help help us staff our information centers. That requires a little more training because. You're going to have to give people a little more advice and help. How do they access this and where do they register for that and how can they find this? Just just to be there and assist and help people and do it with the love of Jesus in your heart. I, I need about 20 people to help us. You say, Pastor, how do I get involved and volunteer? Attend our Next Steps class. We offer it twice a month, second and fourth Sundays. You only have to attend one. Although we offer it twice a month, one class will take you all the way through to a point that you can step into volunteering. You say, Pastor, I did that last year, and I'm ready to volunteer. Then go on the West our app. My email address is there. Email me your name. Tell me you're ready to serve because we need you. That's my second. My second ask of you. And my third and last ask. I'm going to ask that you give generously i'm going to ask that you tithe some of us were former tithers some of us are almost tithers but the bible teaches us to bring the tenth and present it to the lord and the tenth belongs to god my mother taught me to tithe and i'm going to invite you to give generously by tithing and start today Start this year by honoring God with the whole tithe, not partial, not almost, but to honor the Lord with the tithe. For you see, doing ministry on our level, being able to offer excellence requires it, it requires an investment. You can't build world-class ministry with a twenty dollar bill occasionally. We budget twelve hundred dollars per child per year just to minister to your children. And when we do ministry to them, we try to do it with excellence. It came the moment that we were putting a an, uh, an AV system in the gymnasium where all the elementary children uh, are, and I I told our leadership we're going to put in the same quality equipment that we have in this auditorium for when the kids see a video. I want the colors to be vivid. I I, I want it to be. I wanted to. I wanted just to grab the interest of the kids. If we if we would put If we would put quality equipment in this room, your kids deserve quality equipment. And that cost us $130,000 for that. Why? Because your kids are worth it. And I don't know about you, I'm tired of the church having to apologize for spending money and doing it on an excellent level. I think many, if it's for Jesus, don't you think it ought to be done with excellence? Let's not apologize for it that's what we put in that av system so your kids when they see a video it has all the color all the pixels and all of the brilliance it has so that the gospel message is intriguing interesting and kids ministry is fun for them and what it requires honestly is people that will tithe that will give generously and i'm going to invite you to begin today if this is your church home to tithe at Westover ushers would you join me by moving forward we have three methods of giving checking cash we always ask you to place it in a contribution envelope online and text to give whatever your preferred method of giving here's what I ask give generously and give cheerfully because God blesses the generous and God loves the cheerful giver we're going to present the tithe and the offering to the Lord right now. It's holy. It belongs to God. And I'm going to invite you west over, whether online, balcony, or main floor, let's worship God in giving. Let's pray now. Heavenly Father, what a great moment to stand before a caring, generous congregation. They've helped us reach an area of Kenya. They've helped us feed 1,308 children every day this year. They're helping us minister to hundreds of children in kids' ministry, hundreds in high school and middle school, families, family ministry. God, everything we do, we do for your glory. And we want to do it with excellence. So we call and summons your people to give generously to the Lord so that ministry can be done with excellence and that it will glorify the Lord. We give today because we love you. And we love Westover. We love the making new and making great story of this church and, and the impact it's having in so many lives. And thank you for those who are partnering and many who are going to join us starting January this year in tithing bless them in Jesus name Amen